Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. over, but we are just getting started here on Poster Recap. My name is Marissa Garza, and there is no one else I'd like to return to the family drama, trauma, genre with than my partner in crime, Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? Marissa, I'm great. Get your tissues ready. Get them out. We're, we're here to <laughs> cry with you, to console you through Dear Edward uh, as we go through this wonderful journey. Uh, together as we grieve these imaginary people. Well, yeah, yeah, and also like reconsider air travel. Like, I don't know if this happened for you. Like, there was a lot of air travel situations in this first episode. Marissa, I told you before we got on the pod today. Yes. I said I've had a very interesting day. Yes, let's hear. But it. I want to save it for the podcast, and I want to start this out by saying this was unintentional. I did not realize this until I was in the middle of it. But today. Okay, today was a was a day. I got off work early. Okay, uh-huh. okay. my wife was getting off work early. Oh, bonus! So I said, "Hey, let's go catch a movie." Oh, what movie? Did you see is the playing? Movie? <laughs> yeah, what movie is playing that we want to see? I said, "Oh, I've been wanting to see this movie where Leonidas and <laughs> Luke Cage get together and mm-hmm. you know save people from whatever because they're on a plane." Mm-hmm. The movie is starting. The plane is crashing because that's what the movie's about. It's about a. The movie's called a plane, and the movie is about the plane crashing. What happens to the people on the plane? I'm literally starting, <laughs> dear Edward, and I'm seeing like the the troubles in the cockpit, and I'm like, uh-huh. wait a minute, why has my whole day been revolved around planes crashing? Oh man, should I take this as a oh, sign? Oh no, not to go on a plane. The next opportunity I get. At least today, like, don't get on a plane today. I yeah. that as a sign. Like, <laughs> as the as the guy as the captain in the cockpit is like, get the cabin ready for a ditching. I said that's the exact same word that Leonidas used <gasps> in the plane movie. What if they're in the same universe? I you know what I can't even imagine. Like, <laughs> I just I, I, my mind was blown. I was like, this was so unintentional, and I didn't even like put two and two together while i was watching the first thing that i'm watching something about a plane crashing in the next thing so yeah it's a sign from the heavens i think i don't yeah, know yeah I, I take this two ways one don't get on a plane today or two become a pilot these are these are the two Maybe it's telling me not to become a pilot it's showing me how hard it is to be a pilot or it's now, like the world needs good pilots I, I gotta say, bad, but... I gotta say, the Dear Edward pilots did not do nearly as much as they should have, like uh, like Leonidas did in the plane movie. Leonidas got all their people, like, well, most of their people, uh, safely <laughs> on the ground when they had plane trouble. These these captains here in Dear Edward, I don't know what they were doing, but they obviously did not do well. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk Spoiler about alert. it. <laughs> yeah, I if mean, you yeah, know what you, were watching, you don't know. Yeah. There was a plane crash. Um, all right. Well, before we get into all of that, I uh, I love that the universe did align for you today, though. Planes. Did you you were in an automobile? Maybe you just need to get on a train. Maybe that's what it's saying. Planes, maybe. trains, automobiles, yeah. something just, like that. Or maybe you just you, need to take a bike. Maybe you just need to ride a bike <laughs> everywhere. Like I can't get on stuff that's like mechanical. Like I don't know. Well, 
<laughs> well, before we get into it, I do just want to remind everyone of a few housekeeping reminders. So this show, Dear Edward, premiered today, Friday, the 3rd of February on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, three episodes were dropped today, but we are only covering the premiere right now. And then tomorrow we'll come to you with coverage for episodes two and three. After that, we will have weekly coverage for a total of 10 whole episodes. This will take us all the way to the end of March. So we are with you. Misery. Yes. And maybe like some self-discovery, some Friday Night Lights, crying. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but if you are looking for all of our episodes, you can easily find them in our very own feed at posturecaps.com slash Dear Edward, or you can simply search Dear Edward PSR or Dear Edward Posture Recaps wherever you find your podcast these days. All right, Jason, shall we get into it? We'll get into it. We'll uh, we'll go through this, this, like, this tragic episode of television. It was so weird watching this episode being like, this is basically like all these people are doing before they die. Yes. Yeah. This is creepy. This is weird. But yeah, let's get into it. All right. Well, Dear Edward, is the story itself is based on a book by Anne Napolitaliano. I did not know. I just want you to listeners to know. I have I'm, I'm coming in blind to this whole situation. Jason, I think, is as well. We have not read yep. the book. We are just experiencing the show episode by episode. So um, if you know more than us, please don't spoil us. But we'd love for you to be part of the conversation. Yeah, in my in my post show recaps journey thus far, I've done a few uh, properties that have been either based on a real life event uh, or mm-hmm. like an event and a book. And I always prefer to come in not reading those things if I haven't already, because one, I don't really want to be spoiled. And two, I don't want to just keep making comparisons while I'm watching the show. I can go back and like like look up the comparisons if I want after I after the show's over, after the first episode's over, see what's different. Yeah. Um, but I like to come in just kind of uh, a little blind to it. Yeah, I'm not one to like read a book for seeing something. If I have mm, read a book yeah. beforehand, that's kind of cool. Or sometimes I'll read a book afterwards to kind of do the comparison the other way. Yeah. Um, but this book is at a solid four across both Goodreads and Storygraph. We got a 4.08 and a 4.05. So it's high up there out of five stars. Uh, the blurb for the book, just just in case you're interested if the book is any different than the movie. This is all I know about the book. It says one summer morning, 12 year old Edward Adler, his beloved brother, his parents and 183 other passengers board a flight in Newark headed to Los Angeles. Among them is a wall street wonder kid, a woman coming to terms with an unexpected pregnancy an injured vet returning from Afghanistan, a septuagenarian business tycoon and a free-spirited woman running away from her controlling husband. And then, tragically, the pain, plane crashes. Edward is the sole survivor. This sounds... That's interesting. Like, the, a lot of the, the surrounding characters are much different in the book, apparently. Yeah, I was thinking about this. And I think that, like, they were trying to hint at specific parts of this in, like, the TSA line. There was that one couple where... Um, he was like, I don't want you to go. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, is that supposed to be this couple? Or there was a, mm-hmm. a guy in a military uniform on the plane and, and oh, he yes. ordered a beer. And so I didn't know exactly. if they were trying to like make nods to this or if we will see these characters come to fruition later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the blurb from the book. There is kind of a debate as to whether this is um, like adult fiction or young adult fiction, like if it's too young for young kids. There are a lot of themes that maybe uh, some parents, I, I think it, it, it may be based on your, your parenting style and what you are okay with your kids uh, reading, watching, yeah. whatever you so call. Because, uh, I mean, this this does deal with a lot of, like, death uh, themes here. Yeah, I think uh, it's like a parental supervision or at least support it was advised. Yeah. Uh, and then the show, so that was the book. The show was created by the same creator who did Friday Night Lights and Parenthood. Have you watched either of these? Uh, I think I'm going to be flamed for this, but I have not seen either one of uh, the Jason Kadem properties. Whoa. Uh, it's it's on my list, uh, but you know, the, with today's media, the list just keeps getting longer yeah, and yeah, longer. The, yeah. And things just keep getting knocked down the list. So... Uh, you know, I know that these are critically acclaimed shows. I know they are both uh, meant to be tearjerkers. Uh, but listen, we just finished This Is Us recently. 
uh, which is just you know, which is it's tearjerker of its own. Uh, so there's only r- room in my life for a, a limited amount of depressing shows. Can I just um, tell you, like TikTok keeps serving me this is us clips again, and I was like, whoa, the trauma, like it's back. It's, the it's nose. still, yeah, it's still in me. Uh, as for myself, I watched a few episodes of Friday Night Lights, but I have watched and rewatched Parenthood a couple of times. Um, it's pretty good. So I am interested to see if what kind of themes both kind of like deal with the tell, telling a story in one setting and then flipping to another, which we see a lot already in Dear Edward. So mm-hmm. it's not surprising that he's continuing with that here. So in this episode, basically, we meet a bunch of people. <laughs> a bunch of people. Uh, too many? Uh, what do you think? I, yeah, I was like trying to collect, like put the notes together and I'm like, I don't know. And then they didn't really introduce a lot of the characters' names. So I was like looking yes. at IMDb and I'm like, I think this is this person. So I apologize if I get any names wrong in this recap. It was really hard to sort of match up. Yeah, my notes were like uh, political lady. Yeah, <laughs> um, they put like VIP person. Uh, my, Connie Britton and daughter. <laughs> like those were my notes because no one they gave no one names to begin with. Like yeah. you know, usually they would like set us up with names. Like I had to figure out the names of uh, you know Edward's mom's sister and her husband afterwards. So I was like, did they even mention their names? I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it's gonna well. I'm going to say, like, some of them we never will talk to you again, but it would have been nice to know their names, you know? I Well, I mean, I think w- I think if the show stays true to what this premiere is set up, I think we'll get a lot of flashbacks. So we may yeah. still, you know, see these characters, uh, you know, in flashback form. That's true. That's true. Did any particular group stand out to you? Do you want to start with anyone particular? Um, you know, let me see who I, who really stuck out to me. I really enjoyed Congresswoman Washington and yeah. Adriana, her uh, her granddaughter. Yes. Uh, so we can start with that. Okay. So we get introduced to Congresswoman Washington by, as I put in my notes, VIP woman in fancy car. Uh, she's basically like very important. She's got a lot of things to do. Um, and she has an assistant with her. We learn later on that she is in fact a Congresswoman and the person who is helping her is her aide, who is also her granddaughter, Adriana. And they have this relationship that's full of a lot of rules in between them because they don't want to like cross any work life balance boundaries there um and throughout this time adriana is kind of like questioning what she wants to do with her career and she thinks she can really help someone in in congresswoman washington's like jurisdiction that goes a little bit awry and at the end she like loses her faith in politics and uh drops out and leaves helping her grandma yeah, this story was really interesting just because, like, it, it confused me a, a little by the end because the, the grandma was like, uh, you know, just you can quit, but just remember, uh, don't give up because something is hard or something like that. I, I didn't I didn't think that matched up with what the story was leading us to, uh, yeah. to think about what why she was quitting. Yeah, because they, like, have dinner at this bar th- throughout the a couple of scenes we get with them and um congressman washington wants like adriana to take her seat to run for her seat and it's like <laughs> she's like now speaking as your grandma when the boss offers you her job you take it okay cool and then like the last thing she says to adriana is you know you could do it or something like that like don't it basically like don't give up so I don't know, I'm sure no, now knowing that those were, you know, that was really the last words Adriana heard from her grandma, those were going to weigh very heavily on what Adriana does after the crash um, yeah. and, and stick with her for a while. It was kind of sad to see, you know, the reality, I guess, of public service where Adriana did try to help Byron, who definitely was in need of mental and social services. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she she gets as close to making that happen for him as she can. And unfortunately, he dies by suicide because he couldn't he couldn't take it anymore. And so that really throws her for a loop as well. Yeah. I mean, I wondered I, I 
didn't really get a good sense of her mindset of like after she's offered to maybe take her grandmother's seat, maybe she could think, you know, maybe I could do better by, you know, being in my grandma's position. She's just like, no, I'll quit. We, we don't really get a good sense of what she is planning to do after that. Is she planning to go into into directly helping uh, yeah. by being a social worker or, uh, you know, another profession in that in that vein? Uh, I just felt it was a little uneven. But overall, I liked the the uh, acting. I liked the portrayal of uh, of Congresswoman Washington and Adriana. Um, so I, I enjoyed the story, uh, you know, for the most part. Yeah, I got a sense that Congresswoman Washington was like a legend and someone that people like really looked up to, too. So her loss is probably going to be felt beyond Adriana, too. And she might have to deal with like people coming up to her and like mm-hmm. talking about her grandma all the time. So It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Where shall we go next? Let's see. Let's go to Connie Britton and uh, her whole family. Dee Dee and the family. I was surprised that her name was Dee Dee. To be yeah. Honest. Like, oh, okay. Uh, so Dee Dee and Zoe are a affluent New York family, basically. Charles is the dad. He's traveling all the time. Um Connie Britton, of course, we know from White Lotus season one, Nashville, I think also in Friday Night Lights. Like she's Yeah, she's the she's the wife of the of the coach. Uh she had a he was a pretty big uh, you know, character. That's what <laughs> most what? people know. That's what most people know Connie Britton from. That's what <laughs> I know Connie Britton from. And I didn't watch the show. I <laughs> notes are hard sometimes, you know. Here with White Lotus in Nashville. I was like, what? damn. White Lotus is good, though. I think she was in Friday Night Lights. I think she had a big role <laughs> maybe, in Friday Night Lights. Maybe. Hey. Yeah. Hey. You didn't even watch it. I, and I know she's a central <laughs> character. That's okay. Like, yeah. So she's there <laughs> with Zoe. Zoe is, uh, like, I guess your typical college student. Um, it turns out that Zoe and Dee Dee share the same birthday. So Zoe's taking her scooter to go meet her mom for birthday lunch, which apparently has been something they've done since they were five. It's kind of like this big whole day where they have a big fancy lunch. They have a shopping spree. They basically do whatever they want and dad pays for everything. And um, it's just like a super great day. And I was like, wow, that would be great. I would love that. Um the thing that was funny to me was that they were sneaking champagne like since she was 18. Mm-hmm. Sure. Was like, Seems okay. definitely definitely fits the profile, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I the story didn't do much for me, to be honest. I was like, uh, you know, it's I think of all the stories, this had the least amount of weight for me. Mm. Um, you know, I, I do enjoy me some Connie Britton, so don't ever mistake that. Not enough to watch her in many of her shows, honestly. <laughs> I try to remember. You know, I said that. You cannot and I was like, say anything to me then. No, I said that. And I was like, wait a minute. Where do I even know Connie Britton from? So I feel like I even knew her before Friday Night Lights. Where did you know her from? Yeah, she goes way back, I think. Yeah, because I haven't watched, like, I haven't watched White Little Season 1. I have not watched Nashville. I did not watch Friday Night Lights. So I'm like, where did where did I fall in love with Connie Britton? I'm not even sure. Spin City. That's oh, what it is. yeah. Good yes. call. Spin City. Yes, yeah. that's where I fell in love with Connie Britton. That that right there is yeah, where, where I was introduced to her. Uh, so I've, I've been a fan of Connie Britton for a long time. Not big enough of a fan to follow her <laughs> to whatever show she's on. <laughs> But I have fond memories of liking Connie Britton, uh, opposite of Michael J. Fox, apparently. Maybe this um, is gonna like rekindle the love in your heart for her. Maybe, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I have hopes that maybe her her role will be, you know, meatier and juicier down the line. Because yeah. I feel like there's definitely a lot of things that were not said about her and her husband's relationship. Yeah, uh, you know, we get hints of that with Zoe asking, you know, if it's everything okay and. You know, Dee uh, kind of just brushing it off. So I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen uh, in that storyline. I just felt like for this premiere episode, I didn't get a lot out of it. 
Yeah, I kind of feel like they set her up to be like a character that like never really has to worry about anything. The biggest things I took away from it is that like she wants a bigger life than she has, but she's putting it on hold because of Charles and all of his like travel and things like that. Because when Zoe asks like, hey, is there anything weird between you and dad? She's like, well, you know, he travels a lot. But after he's done with work, that's when the adventure will begin. That's when the fun will begin. Um, So I have a feeling now that Charles is no longer here she's gonna have a lot of unstuck energy <laughs> here's my here's my prediction yes and i you know tell me what you think about this okay we're gonna find out that even though there's this like veneer of wealth and money Ooh. that we're gonna find out through charles's like and to be honest with you this is the first time i'm realizing that charles is his name because again they didn't give him a name i only know because of the text message but there you go <laughs> um I, I think maybe once we once Charles is dead, we discover that maybe the finances are not as Ooh. great as it seems. Ooh. Maybe he's in a lot of debt for some reason, and maybe we have to scale back, you know, Connie Britton's lifestyle. Mm. Sorry, Dee Dee's lifestyle, and she has to deal with both the yeah. grief of losing her husband and the realization that she, you know, is not going to be as wealthy as she used to be. That's just a guess, and maybe uh, I'll have some other like premonitions of what we can see with other storylines, but that's just a guess right now for her. And there, so you see in your crystal ball. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could see the house of cards kind of falling down after after this a little bit in in terms of what their life might look like. Yeah, I mean, there's a rich family that has stuff. Yeah, I, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say this: uh, the family, you know, I didn't really relate to a lot of the families or a lot of the people in the show. Something that I kind of criticized, uh, this is us about as well, was like mm-hmm. the, our main character in this is us. We're all like these affluent, like yeah. You know, people uh, I, didn't re- I didn't relate to a lot. I related to certain characters for certain reasons. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, oh, these rich people are having bad problems. Sometimes I feel like, um, and this is a very generalized statement coming from watching television. I think that sometimes it's harder to write about. Like, I think sometimes shows just take the privileged route because it's harder to write about the real life situation of it yeah and maybe some of those writers just don't have that real life like yeah uh, experience to to pull from or you're like bringing in politics and things like that that maybe you don't right. want brought that into the show yeah. yeah and so it's just kind of like everyone lives above this line in television mm-hmm. land yep. and because very rarely do we see conversations about like how much is a carton of eggs <laughs> or yeah. you know something like that so eggs are very expensive nowadays in case y'all didn't it, know it's true i mean we get some of that on uh last of us but uh you can say that we are on our way there but we are not there yet yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got some time on that front but yeah that's a good uh a good observation all right before we talk about eddie we do have akuna to talk about akuna i think again this was me putting context clues together i think that was her name she's the actress from ghana she was headed to la because she's got a big movie audition for spike jones spike jones <laughs> a little i was like okay all right what movie are you making these days spike good like a nice like a uh, nice name, name drop, drop. Yeah. i didn't expect yeah uh she's got a daughter named bex which is a little weird for me because i am currently covering the show you and there's a Beck bex in that situation too so i was like oh i'm being stalked by bex um <laughs> her brother kojo lives in ghana i do have to say i would not be my father's daughter if i didn't say that he was in one episode of death in paradise which is a british procedural in the tropics so it's a fun show but he was there um but Kojo has an empire of porta potties in Ghana. Hey, it's good. It's, it's a business. It's, business, it's a business. Business. You get it, man. I mean, he's he's the porta potty king. Uh, Everybody poops, man. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's there. He's got his porta potties. He really wants his sister to come home, um, but she really, really wants to go follow her dreams. You can see her kind of. You know, I was kind of sad that her storyline got cut a little short because. Uh, as I've talked about on other podcasts, I really identify and like stories of immigration and immigrants. And so mm-hmm. when she gets on the plane, she's really like trying to practice her lines without 
an accent. And even though the character is, you know, supposed to be from Ghana, she's trying to de-Ghanaize herself. And so I was like, oh, are we going to get any more of that? Um, but unfortunately, as we know, Edward's the only one that survives. But yeah, that's Akua. Yeah, I did think uh, with, even though we only got a little of her story, I thought the story you got was impactful. Yeah. I mean, maybe because it deals with a mother leaving her child. Um you know, the pinky promise of only one, <laughs> only one sleep until I see you again. I'm like, oh, no, don't do, don't, it. don't do that. That's not good. That's not good. You're lying to a little girl. You don't know you are, but you're lying. Uh, I do wonder, you know, she name checked a couple of people that um, that Bex was going to stay with. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if we're going to see like, I'm curious to see where Bex goes. Is Bex going to go to her uncle in Ghana or is the people that are watching her, you know, in New York, so they seem very close to to Akuya or Akuna or uh, I don't know. They didn't again. They did not. The lady from Ghana. The actual lady from Ghana. Uh, I just wonder if those people are going to be taking care of of her daughter or what. I'm I'm you know curious to see where that goes. And if, I have a crystal ball on this one. Okay, you got the premonition on this one. What, yeah. what you got? coming in it's coming in i think kojo is going to have have to leave his empire of poop and come to the united states which could be argued as an empire of poop and um kind of come here and then to to take care of vex but also would then like kind of understand or sort of see the world through his sister's eyes because he didn't really understand why she was there and not in Ghana. And yeah. so maybe he would, you know, see something and could empathize with her in that way. He's going to leave his throne of shit. <laughs> I, was to like, I had like a my empire of shit. In my yeah. life. <laughs> I, I think that an I think that an interesting turn could be if Bex has to go to Ghana and who knows how long bex and her mother have been in the u.s it's true and maybe she has you know been you know re-americanized and going to ghana will help her like even though she is a small child like help her relate to her roots more where you know with kojo will i think that would be interesting i think that would be an interesting environment for us to see in a show like this yeah i don't know i don't know how well jason katem specifically would be able to uh show us the world of ghana so that might be a an issue hopefully he hires some good people Maybe, <laughs> not like know, it's yeah. like it's not texas football right uh so i i would be concerned about that but i, yeah. I do think also your your premonition of, of kojo having to uh uproot his life and come to america i mean that that would be a little tricky with the immigration status so i don't know how that would fair, work that's fair i yeah. think there's just like a connection like kojo's kojo's gonna be involved yeah and so- also could be like a like kind of a mix of the two where uh bex has to stay with uh whoever she's with right now in new york but kojo was also kind of parenting long distance oh, like through, through like, facetime right yeah. so i i wonder if that will be something that that uh that we see i i'm i'm curious i, I mean i'm curious about all these storylines right because we talked about how you know uh fast how fast paced it was switching from uh, storyline to storyline but yeah. i do think the the show did well in setting up these storylines and what's going and, and making me curious for what's going to happen with all of these storylines yeah i'm very curious about like the people we had the people who are still here and the connections between all of them yeah. it's they are very multifaceted characters so i appreciate it that even you know even charles like <laughs> just i was trying to think if he was the septuagenarian business tycoon that was mentioned in the book book, um blur but um you know by adding (laughs) didi and zoe into the picture we get a little bit more depth to what his life might have been charles is interesting because charles did not get a single line i don't think in the the show itself yeah he has a lot of text messages yeah, I am curious as to what this coded message is that he sends to his wife, like what that means. I assume we will find out um, because it was kind of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So I, I assume we'll find out down the line uh, what that means. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Uh, well, without further ado, I suppose we should talk about Eddie. Edward 
It is called Dear Edward. Yeah, let's talk about Eddie. Let's talk about Edward. What are your feelings? What do you got off the top? Uh, <laughs> I really hope they do a lot of work to make me like Edward, uh, you know, coming up. Because this first episode, I'm not liking it. I'm not liking Edward so far. Maybe that's maybe I'm not supposed to right now, but it's like as the as the father of a uh once preteen who is now a teen mm-hmm. um i felt a lot of uh a lot of eddie here i was like oof yeah oof <laughs> a lot of things maybe oof yeah <laughs> all right well eddie is a very smart 12 year old who is being homeschooled with his brother in new york city because he was bullied in second grade this was like a very, it must have been a very bad bullying situation for the family to pull both kids out of public school and homeschool them. But I don't know if COVID is in this universe. I don't know. You I know, doubt it. What um, the situation is. I, I, I do think this is a common, not, not common, but I think a lot of this lot of homeschooling happens uh, this way. Like, you know, there's incident at school. So it's just like, you know what? Let's just like pull you out of there. And if you have the like, the resource of like a parent that is that's true that is patient enough that is uh able to homeschool their kids yeah has the resources and availability because we know that um eddie's mom is a screenwriter so it's not like she's hurting for cash i think in the situation so she has able to provide for her family allow their dad to become the homeschool teacher Mm -hmm. and really set up this like idyllic life for themselves for everyone except for jordan eddie's older brother who i have to say it takes a very healthy boundary age appropriate i don't want to hang out with my brother anymore i still very love my brother i still you know care for him but i just want to go to public school kind of stance Um, i I really felt for i felt for jordan a lot more than i did for eddie in this premiere episode, because I mean, Jordan's this older kid who, he, like, like I said, I'm sure he wants to like hang out with kids his own age. He doesn't want to be around his pesky little brother all the time, especially since his pesky little brother is much more advanced than yep. even Jordan is. Uh, so I felt more for Jordan here than I did for Eddie. I don't know if that was the intent of this episode. I, I maybe they want us to grow in in love with Eddie, but you know. Uh, I definitely felt for Jordan most mostly in this episode. As an older sister, I also felt for Jordan because mm-hmm. I went through a phase of I don't want to be around my sister. Like that's not I. My sister and I are eight years apart. Eddie and Jordan are three years apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's you know there's just a time where that happens. Fortunately for me and my sister, we're able to reconnect as adults. Unfortunately for Eddie and Jordan, they have a little bit of a different story. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Um, they are headed to LA because mom's a screenwriter. They're all moving. This is a lot of change. They were going through Central Park, getting a falafel at the start. Um, I personally, I don't know. They probably have good falafel in LA. I'm guessing there was a whole conversation about this. I mean, I don't think that you have, well, I mean, you have food trucks in LA. Yeah. Probably, probably fine. Probably fine. Probably fine. Um, this, this tells you that this show was like based off of a novel that was, you know, that, you know, came out a while ago because mom is a you know, <laughs> screenwriter that has to move to LA to be a screenwriter. Yeah. You could screenwrite from New York. Right. You could zoom, <laughs> you could, you could be in a Zoom writer's room nowadays. Like you don't have to move all the way across the country just to be a writer on a TV show anymore. <laughs> And you could tell that, like, it did kind of bring some tension between the dad and the mom a little bit because he was like, we're doing this for you and your career. And he's just like a homeschool teacher. So yep. I don't know. And maybe I'm, and I'm sure it may, you know, I, I don't know if they will touch on this, like in the upcoming like flashbacks or I wonder like how dad felt about whatever profession he was in, like yeah. having to give it up to be the homeschool teacher for the kids. Uh, mom. Robin Tunney, who I know. Oh, from, yes, thank you. I know from The Mentalist. Oh, that this, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. show was star studded for Jason, like for Jason, like old TV show, like watching, like it was like, oh my god, that's Mentalist lady. I'm sure other people will come <laughs> up and be like, Robin Tunney has been in so many other things. Like, no, I know her from The Mentalist. That's where I saw her first time. Well, if she was on The Mentalist, I'm sure we will see her in other episodes here in flashbacks because you don't waste star power like that. No, not at all. You don't. You don't. You don't take a veteran of the Mentalist and stick stick her in just one episode. The greater CBS universe. Never, never mind that the that the 
the key actor for the mentals i don't think i've seen him in anything else since that show went off no. the air. yeah uh, yeah <laughs> i think his name was simon baker yes like if my memory is like you know recalling right <laughs> um you know so hey don't waste robin tunney we need yeah. her yeah we do uh well robin tunney's character is related to i don't really know her name because they didn't really tell us lacy Lacey Thank and you. John. Lacey Wait. and John are the couple here. I looked it up because I was like, did we did we find out her name? I'm not sure. <laughs> so they're related to Lacey and John. Lacey and John already live in LA or California. It looked more like San Francisco to me than LA, but they were aware that this, the family was coming to LA. Um, you could tell that they were like going through something at the start of the first uh, couple of scenes that we see each other they, they were but going then, through... like later we find out they he... really were going through something well when we first met them he was going through <laughs> her if you know what i mean if you know what i'm saying if you know what i mean that's what we first it's saw true. He, was, he was going through her you know what i mean just you know if, if you get my drift i got it i got it yeah i was like oh this is this, this show okay yeah, is this like for young adults? This. Yeah, I'm like, hey, this is this is not young adult appropriate. Like, goodness. <laughs> but they were going through that because they had gone through it of uh going through the experience of losing three pregnancies. And so they've had three miscarriages. They still very badly want to be parents. John is saying that the doctor said, like, maybe it's time to think about adoption. This is something that Lacey does not want to hear. Um, I thought it was really interesting. There was a scene in their nursery that they had redone three different times. Um, and Lacey kind of, after she tells John, like, no, I don't want to think about adoption. She leans up against the wall, falls down and starts crying. But the shot is like through the crib. So it kind of yeah. looks like she's in jail of sorts. Oh, like, that's interesting. Like that, that to me, I was like, oh, what is, she, what is the show trying? To... I could be thinking too deep. I could be going too Marissa, far. That's what we're counting you for, Marissa. So <laughs> don't be scared to give us your deep, like, uh, camera angle thoughts. <laughs> like... that's, that's what we love about you here. Um, I, you know, I didn't think of that. I thought like was it, you know, they were they were shooting her through the baby's crib. Like, that could be too. Like, yeah, you know, just because it's so you know her grief is so entangled with the fact that you know she can't have a baby. Yeah, like she's just imprisoned by her grief. <laughs> I, I, you know, you you go you're you're mega brain on that. I, I can't I can't think that that bit that far that big I took advance. One That's, film class in college and it has ruined hey. me for like interpreting camera angles i'm down for it i'm like give us Whoa. your expertise all the time i love it <laughs> well yes so hopefully we will learn i think i'm pretty sure we will hear more from the two of them as this time goes on we don't really know at the end of this episode what's going to happen with eddie there's a couple of different places he can go but i thought it was really interesting that they were like maybe we should think about adoption and then eddie loses his parents so oh, i mean marissa i mean i don't have to read the book I don't, I don't have to read the book to know where eddie's gonna go like it's the only here. other family we've seen of him and they're talking about oh i wish we had a child like oh it's kismet all that thing that happened was your whole family gets killed in the plane crash for you to go to your aunt that really wants a child yeah, yeah. I have a feeling we'll see that uh, coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it's a safe bet. All right. Uh, okay, so we've recapped all the people. Uh, now it's time to get on the plane. Can I, I don't want to get on the plane. Don't, don't make me get on the plane. Don't make me get on the plane. I just have to say, like, the amount of... I don't know if I needed for this whole plane thing. I know they were trying to, like... And maybe they were trying to do this, like, make me feel nervous just by, like... Because going on a plane is not, like, at least for me, a very comfortable experience from the time I get dropped off at the airport until the time I leave the other airport. Um, so if they were hoping to trigger that in the audience, they succeeded at least in this audience member. But there was so much detail... <laughs> In this entire experience, it kind of felt like I was boarding the plane. I was going through TSA. I was doing those things. Yeah, it definitely gave me a little bit of lost vibes as well. Mm. Like you know, in that first that first uh, episode with the you know you know what's coming, mm -hmm. and it's just like you know, it's very tense and very like very nervous because you know what's coming, but they don't know what's coming, so they're just living their life and they're like, oh, you don't know what's about to hit you. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I said, I, this is my second plane crash. Uh, in media of the day 
so I can't help but compare Speaking the two. Of expertise. Yeah, I, I I'm I am big in the plane crash and media today. <laughs> um, just comparing the two, uh, they were very similar. Where it's just like at first they're like, hey, y'all might want to like fasten your seatbelts. Uh, we're be fine. Just we, down. We're gonna. It's gonna. Be, we're just hitting some turbulence. It's like, oh shit! Everybody, sit down. Make sure <laughs> your seatbelts are fastened. Flight attendants are, you know, frantically running up and down the aisles. It's like, no, seriously, put your shit down. <laughs> sit down in your seat, little freaky boy. I'm gonna need you to get back in your seat. <laughs> it's not pestering your mom, telling her you hate her. You might want to tell her you love her because if you haven't noticed, shit's going down. <laughs> <laughs> like this is for real. I know that you are caught up in your grief about your brother going to public school, but I'm going to need you to sit down because we about to crash. Okay? Yeah, in the most flight attendant way they possibly can. Yeah. She was literally <laughs> grabbing him and like throwing him back in his seat. Like, no, I'm going to need you to come here. Now. No, go. Let's go. Well, yes. So the whole reason he had to even come up in the first place is because like Eddie's mom got a first, pl- first class plane ticket. I was like, okay, when this happened, Eddie's mom is like, uh, oh yeah, uh, I will be sitting with you guys because I got a, you know, I got a first class ticket. I thought she was gonna like give Eddie her first class ticket or give Jordan a first yes. class ticket or something. Or the like, dad for like, hey, you've taught these kids right. for like she's all like, of these years. She's like, nah, I got work to do. I'm gonna sit in my comfy seat while y'all suffering, coach. How come we couldn't all get first class, mom? If you this big fancy screenwriter, like, what's and- up? Why is the first time I, as your child, am learning about this as we are boarding the plane? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like rude, rude, mom, rude. very rude. I have to tell you, part of me was like, I, I going into this, I knew that uh, Edward was going to be the only person that survived because you know they yes, tell you and all that's, the that's things. The purpose of the show, yeah. yeah. But I was like, oh, I wonder if first class seats are built differently than coach. That's, seats. I thought, I, thought I was that... like, are we going to see some sort of something? I definitely thought that Eddie was going to get the first class seat and then, you know, that would be part of the reason why, you know, he was separated from his family and he was the only one that survived or whatever. Yes. But I was like, I was like, oh, damn. My mom was like, no, I got work to do. Y'all sit back there in your uh, your poor seats. Uh, I'll be up here in the rich seats. <laughs> it, was, it was, I, mm, no, I don't, I've never experienced it. I don't know what that means. So. Shocked me. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, so basically everybody boards the plane pretty normally. Some of our characters are sitting next to each other. Some people we don't see until the plane goes down. So um, we've got a little bit of scattered things here. But the turbulence starts kind of early. We we did hear when Congressman Congresswoman Washington was dropped off at the at the airport. She had like looked ahead and knew that there was going to be a storm and she kind of anticipated there being turbulence. So to hear the calls of turbulence at the beginning, it's not that, not that, you know, unexpected. Also knowing the plane was going to crash, not that unexpected, but it was, there was a lot of turbulence for a long time. That's that's what happened in plane too. They hit a weather Spoilers. The plane got late. Spoilers for the movie plane. (laughs) Um, The plane got hit by lightning and like, you know, Shorted out their stuff, so I had to do a crash landing. You know, Gerard Butler was like Sully Sullenberger and like you know, really got really took charge and like made sure to try and land the plane safely. Unlike these two yahoos in the in the cockpit, in Dear Edward, who I guess just put their hands up, was like, I guess we're gonna die today. They we even see them try to save the plane, like it was like, oh well, huh? They showed that it was like math, math, look, look, talk, talk, crash. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have a whole new respect for pilots after watching plane because they have. I mean, listen, y'all didn't know you came in here for a plane review. Uh, I'm sure there's a plane movie review that Grace, that Grace and Ariel did on this network, but I'm going to give you a small one here. Uh, I have so much respect for them because Gerard Butler and his little co-pilot, they was like doing charts. They were doing graphs. I was like, all right, if we're gonna, if the power goes out here, we got like 90 seconds to get this plane on some, some ground before we like just crash in the ocean. Oh, wait, I see land. It was a whole thing. I have no new respect for pilots now because if, if they're like Gerard Butler, they know everything about planes, and you know, I, I doubt that in real life that pilots are that knowledgeable about the mechanics of the plane. I mean, I don't. Maybe they are. I don't know. Someone tell me. I don't know. Yeah, if you're a pilot, uh, write in. We'd love to hear from you. And who also knew that like most pilots can like be badass and like take down like a whole bunch of bad guys, well, you know, yeah. if they team up with like a, a convict who is <laughs> being tra- being Whoa. transported somewhere else. That's what the that's what plane is about. Like it's like Con Air. Yeah, exactly. 
but it's just one con and with like 13 other people uh, you know luke cage if you know the, the marvel yeah. mcu luke cage show mike coulter luke cage is the prisoner and you know leonidas aka gerard butler leonidas and luke cage team up to take wow. down like an army of bad guys wow it's it's a movie i'm gonna say that <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if i'll say it's a good movie but it's a movie well, from what i can tell is that you there was much more plain action in plane there's a lot more there's more a lot of plane mechanics in plane like you found you figured you like got some like intuition on how planes work this one we only saw like oh shit we in trouble we about to die like yeah we're not gonna try to save it we just (laughs) y'all are gonna die today well during this uh turbulence that happens uh on the show jordan's like this is the perfect time to tell there don't freak out hey hey don't freak out it's gonna be fine even though the plane is shaking and it feels like we're going to die, I'm going to tell you I'm going to go to public school when we get there. Let me freak you out for a minute. A little before, bit more. While we're in this big turbulence uh, mode here. <sighs> I mean, I, that was, I get it from a, I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to tell you later standpoint. Um, and he's a kid. Like, what what can you do? But um, he, Eddie does not like it. This is when he rushes up to first class to be with his mom and then he can't stay up there and he has to go back and he's like very bothered by change. This is Mm -hmm. a big deal for him. Um, There's more turbulence and then the crew tells everyone to go into the brace position. And I need to talk to you about this, Jason, because Uh I don't know if I could actually get myself in the brace position on a plane. No one one can see us right now, (laughs) but let's, let's give it a shot. Hold on. Wait. Okay. I mean, I can't like I'm I'm a I'm a big guy, so I can't like yeah. And I'm tall, and like I yeah. just was thinking. So brace position is like putting your head between your knees while you're in an airplane seat. Yeah, I can't I, do that. I I could. I just that was the takeaway for me from watching this. Is like, oh, I mean, I feel like if you well, can do if that, they call it. I'm. I don't know, man. I feel like if you can do that, you can do some other stuff that you know <laughs> might be beneficial to you. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, if you're a certain you know whatever you've got certain equipment but we're, we won't touch that um that's what she said but okay um <laughs> but no i can't do that i could get I like do that. i could get like you know halfway down to my chest i guess i don't know like i go to try to get something out of my bag under the front seat and it's like i have to contort myself in some mm-hmm. sort yeah. of way so i don't know if that would be yeah, like, I guess I guess I'm just gonna die today because I can't do the brace. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're gonna have to learn a different way uh to survive there. I wonder if it's like you know, when uh mother like well they say mothers, but when people's children are in danger, they have like the superhuman strength. I wonder yeah. if we I wonder if we really needed if we were in some true like bad probably. stuff and we needed to do it, we could probably do it. Probably do it. But then I would also think that like if my neck is like right up at I'll stop talking about this, but like right up against the seat, and then something happens with the seat, then my yeah, neck is gonna not. break your neck. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Someone, ex- someone, someone explain the physics of the brace position to us because we don't want to look it up. We just we want you to tell us on Twitter or like in a review, <laughs> a five star yeah. review. But um, just, just you know, we've asked you for a lot here, but <laughs> if you could also give us the the physics of the brace position, we would appreciate it. Yeah, that would be good. I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to know. So yeah, this is when things are like actually going going down. So uh, Charles knows that this is like he is the he's the guy. He also can't get himself in a brace position. I don't think uh, he knows. Charles that is a, a What did you call a septuagenarian? Yeah, <laughs> I mean you know we can't really blame him. Yeah. So he texts Zoe and Dee Dee and kind of says you know like I love you, but then like leaves like you said that cryptic message of I think like my little pilgrim. Yeah, something, something about like your that? pilgrim loves you or something like that. Yeah, so I'm like, is that a secret code? I've been, I'm also podcasting about National Treasure, so I'm like, oh, is that a cipher? Is that some <laughs> sort of like puzzle I need to figure out? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you're you're in the mode of a uh, solving mysteries, to get yeah. puzzles and codes. Yeah. So this is then we get the. <laughs> ditching announcement i didn't even know this was like a thing but you have corroborated mm. that this is a thing by your viewing of plane today so yeah i think I that like, means get ready a... to like get ready to get out of the plane if Ooh. we can land it like yeah if we can land it like we're getting out of this plane yes eddie texts lacy and um like basically like just like and i love you lacy doesn't find out later until she's at the gas station like what's really really uh going down uh she <laughs> 
tries to go back to sit back with everybody and she gets kicked back up. She's like, it's my family. Like, yo, lady, I, I I get it, but we're trying to like get some order on this plane. Trying like we don't we don't I, I don't even risk my life trying to get you back to your seat. Can you just be calm and chill? I know we're about to die, but yeah, you know, I don't know. It was just like I it was like it gave can I speak to your manager energy like uh yes yeah like, I'm gonna do what I want I don't care what you say yeah yeah but you know she was frantic it was she, they were all about to die I, you know, I can't really blame her too much everyone's going into their last visions at this point Eddie's mom is seeing a birth I could I think it was Eddie's birth because we do see like a, a little Jordan baby interaction later maybe I'm guessing but she's thinking about a birth of one of her children. She probably loves Eddie more than Jordan at this point. She's more she's she's more potential than Eddie, so she's probably thinking about probably. Eddie. Yeah, because he's moment. like a piano virtuoso. He's played Carnegie yeah. Hall. He's got all this stuff going for him. Not the disappointment that Jordan is. Yeah, seriously, Jordan. Uh, Get your Eddie. life together, Jordan. <laughs> I know it's over now, name, but Jordan. you know, I, I know it's over now, but should have got it together beforehand. Eddie is picturing, and maybe also Jordan. I think this was like a share. No, Jordan is picturing Eddie's birth, I guess, or something is happening there. But there's a also a shared scene of Eddie and Jordan on the beach because Jordan had said, like, as the plane was going down, like, just think about we can go to the beach tomorrow. Uh, everyone else is kind of having like pictures of their loved ones, and this is where it goes: like mountains, trees, plane crash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was it. It was, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was it was tragic it was uh traumatic and tragic yes uh after the plane crashes we get a scene of this guy like getting high i was like then... what i was like wait what what do we what do we, what is this now because this was like this was after the plane crash this was like near the end of the episode i was like we get another story we're getting another person we gotta keep track of yeah 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 uh, this is who I put in my notes as rescue guy. I had looked, I could not find his name. So we do not know his name yet, but he is played by Joe Tippett, who you may know from the mayor of East town or the morning show, or as the fiance to Sarah Bareilles. Oh my. So mayor no, of East no, town is my, is the one I know him the most. From. No early 2000s show that I can uh, connect him to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not off the top of my head, no. Because, you know, that's my frame of reference for everything, apparently. I went for recency on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a phone call. He heads out to the plane site. Uh, Dee Dee, uh, Connie Britton gets a message uh, on her phone, basically like a news alert that the plane has gone down. Adrian is getting a message about this while he, she's attending Byron's funeral. That was like her last thing she was going to do in her official capacity as working for the Congresswoman. Uh, Eddie's aunt sees the news at the gas station at one of those like TV news things. Mm-hmm. And Kojo also gets the message on his phone in Ghana. So at this point, everybody knows um, rescue guy is get, like comes off of his high pretty quick with the sobering reality of what's around so, him. Th- this whole like getting to the crash site and looking around, I thought they were all very, I mean, very calm. They were just like, huh. It's just a plane crash site. Like, uh, we got just, like one, like, I think it smells bad scene. Yeah, just going about our day, just going into the crash site, just clocking in and clocking out. Nobody was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess if they're rescue people, they've seen some stuff, but I, I thought the urgency was, was not there. <laughs> and, and the grip, like, I was like, you know, this, this part of it, definitely not for young adults because there was a lot of yeah. like, uh, body parts, a lot of like dead you know dead bodies around i was like oh this is grim yeah and i i feel like um if i had a trip coming up i probably wouldn't show this yeah, children. yeah. don't show the same as getting on a plane anytime <laughs> soon not so much uh but while rescue guy is walking around he hears a i'm over here or i'm here i'm here and uh he uncovers eddie from um, the wreckage so, seemingly, rescue guy is going to get a storyline on this show. I mean, it's Joe Tippett. Yeah, we need Joe Tippett. You need to. It's you need Joe, to get Joe Tippett. Yeah. Is this is this one character? You don't too hire many? the fiance of Sarah Bareilles for nothing. Yeah, ex- exactly. You, you can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't just have him play a minor role. No. But is is this one character too many? Like. <laughs> It's like we we got we got to keep track of this guy too. Like, what is this guy's story gonna be? Like, we podcast about this is us. 
We have like so many. Well, this just had its moment of too many characters. I think by the end they kind of narrowed it down because it, it killed some people. Um, the, but I mean, this is <laughs> this is like this is uh, maybe a bridge too far. Like we gotta keep track of the rescue guy and his addict, his his crack addiction or whatever he was smoking. <laughs> I then don't know how long I'll be there. Yeah, I mean, right now I think his mission is gonna be getting getting Eddie to California to be with uh, his aunt. I feel like... I mean, you have to drive him now to L.A. Yeah, he's not getting back on a plane. You can't on a plane now. That's too traumatic. You gotta drive this young man back to uh, to his aunt. Yeah. They're in what, Colorado? That's a ways away from uh, from L.A. So, it's gonna be... Oh my gosh, is this whole second episode gonna be just like a road trip with Eddie and this guy that's high on crack trying to drive him to L.A.? That's the show. That is an episode I will be happy to watch. And like, that's something. (laughs) Well, we'll find out as we continue our Dear Edward journey. That is the pilot. Before we leave the pilot, though, I thought it was funny or interesting that it was called the pilot and it's about planes. Pilot, pilot. You know what I mean? Anywho. (laughs) This episode was directed by Fisher Stevens. Everyone, you know, I know him from a place of the early 80s in such movies as Short Circuit and Hackers. But if you go to the early 2000s, Jason, where can you find him? Maybe late 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure when this show was on, but early edition. Yeah. He's the best friend of uh, Kyle Chandler, who gets the early editions in early edition. He gets the early, you know, he gets the paper a day ahead of time. The Cat Future paper the, yeah the cat delivers him a future newspaper yeah and he goes to stop bad things from happening to people that were in the newspaper and the newspaper changes it's a great show if you haven't seen it go search it out but fisher stevens is the best friend of the main character and yeah. that's where i know fisher stevens from i don't care about all these other great shows you're talking about <laughs> succession blacklist i do remember <laughs> him from blacklist though i do i do recall him from the blacklist yeah i, I watched a couple blacklist. seasons of blacklist but you know He's also Hugo on Succession, which is coming up soon. So if you are looking for some Fisher Stevens in your life, you can find him there too. I just, I I saw the title card come up and it was like, the same Fisher Stevens? Yeah, I saw (laughs) that too. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So we Um, shall see what happens to other characters. We made some predictions. Anything else? Just just overall. Overall. Your your thoughts on this first episode. Your thoughts of what we're going, what we're in for. Uh, in these 10 episodes well we're in for some grief i could tell you that much um grief is gonna be grief and grief process i think it's really interesting that grief is so it's on a lot of apple tv shows we've got grief here we've got grief in shrinking and we've got grief in ted lasso i'm like apple apple what is happening here still with some grief yeah uh, severance also got uh yeah grief in there too so i'm just so we got some grief. Uh, I think we have some characters, you know, meeting each other in the in the future. But I think for this episode, it was kind of like the why the rest of the episodes will matter episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just setting the very set foundation. Up. I'm not necessarily connected or attached to any of these characters, but I am intrigued by yes. the characters. So that's kind of where I see it. How about you? I think, you know, there are too many characters. I'll say that. There are. Uh, that's my feeling. There, there are too, maybe too many storylines to connect to, um, to to really make us care about all of the storylines. If we're splitting our time between so many storylines, are we really going to get enough time in any one of them? Uh, you said something that, you know, I really related to, and you were like, you know, I, I don't feel a connection to any of the characters yet. Something that, uh, you know, for those that don't know, Marissa and I covered the last season of This Is Us mm-hmm. um, here on Postal Recaps. And something that I really love about This Is Us is I felt connected to those characters from the pilot episode. That yeah. pilot episode did so, so much good work for that show. It made me feel for all the characters. I, I don't feel that for anyone here yet. I don't even like freaking Edward. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Edward. Not from um, Twilight. Not from Twilight, not that Edward. <laughs> um, I don't like. Well, I won't get into that. Um, but you, you know, Edward. Yeah, uh, boy, what uh, do I have any good Edwards? I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I have to like inspect that in my life. Why I have problems with Edwards? Um, but 
yes, I don't feel a connection to any of the characters yet. I hope to. I hope that we will buy, you know, by the next by episode two or three, we'll be like, okay, I'm very invested in, you know, a lot of these characters. I hope that's where we are, you know, at that point. I do understand the show had to do a lot of setup here in this yeah. this premiere episode, so I will give it some grace, and uh, we'll see where we where we land. Oh, I should not have oh! said that. I should not have said that. Oh boy. Well, oh boy. Also, like, uh, I hope. The color tone changes a little bit on the show. Uh, very, very gray, gray, very dull. Yes, yeah. I hope. I hope there's like, I hope there's some levity somewhere. Yeah. Because if we have to sit through ten episodes of of what we got here, which was so you know depressing, so dull, uh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough ride. I know that Parenthood had its uh, share of drama, but it also had a share of comedy. So I have hopes that there will be some some of that in the future um but yes i just listeners we might be making some real bad jokes along the way to keep well, li- going. well listen when we when we you know got this assignment <laughs> i said listen uh, we have to find some way to really like bring bring it up a little bring bit it, yeah we can't just sit here and be like wasn't that sad <laughs> wasn't that sad that was real sad right oh my gosh that was terrible we have to liven it up a little yes. okay so if we make if i if if i make some bad jokes that's my thing y'all if you don't know me that's my thing okay uh marissa does her part last my bad jokes uh to be better about the bad jokes but that's what i'm here for like i, I don't want to make this a, a a cry fest we are going to cry i'm sure at some point yeah um, but I really want to kind of also bring it like bring some fun to it because I mean this is it's not like this is a uh, a true story where we have to feel yeah, for real people victim. Yeah. right so you know I'm you know if I make some uh, some some bad jokes you know that's what I'm here for it but, yeah Just, and if you have a problem lighten up come on <laughs> come on you didn't come here to 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 cry with us well or maybe you did if you did we're here for that too yeah, yeah, we're but, here for that too like, we're we here gotta, for the crying and the yeah, laughing bring it it's up like, a little bit like it's yeah. a try yeah about yeah, it yeah 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 you know <laughs> well jason thanks for spending your plain field day with us today uh, yeah i did it, this is not this was not the plan when i woke up today i did not i did not plan to see two plane crashes in media i did plan for one i didn't plan for two the plane movie was like a kind of a spur of the moment thing and it, you know, like I said, just hit me as I was watching Dear Edward. I was like, why have I seen two properties today that deal with plane crashes? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, you're welcome, Marissa. It was my pleasure. Uh, you know, I'll be yeah. upfront with the audience. Like, I didn't necessarily plan on watching Dear Edward, <laughs> but uh, the opportunity the opportunity came across, you know, our desk. Yeah. And to podcast together with Marissa. That was like all I needed. Uh, so I, I love yeah. podcasts with Marissa. For those that don't, I mean, for those that haven't followed us in our journey together, Marissa and I have done, you know, like, like I said, this is us. We also cover yeah. Cobra Kai. So yeah. I love podcasts with you, Marissa. So <laughs> I, I'm you, looking you. forward to this, no matter how this show goes. Yeah, we were just talking about like finding another show to podcast about, and this kind of came our way. And so mm-hmm. we we're taking the opportunity to, to, to do that. And I'm very happy to be podcasting with you again as well. Yeah. So thank you to everyone for listening. If you made it this far, we really, really appreciate you. If you didn't cut it off by us making fun of the people that are dying on the show, then you know, welcome to our to our fun time. But other than uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, what are you talking about on the internet these days? Uh, yeah, I got a few things going on. Uh, you can reg- regularly find me on the uh, Rob has a podcast for Hap Ups Network talking about the reality show Married at First Sight on the Ooh. podcast A Perfect Match that I do with my co-host Asia Welch. We have so much fun over there. Uh, you don't even have to watch the show we're talking about. We break it all down for you with uh, fun jokes. I mean, if you had a good time with me today, you'll have a good time with yeah. me there. Uh, if you can't stand me after this, well, you probably don't want to go there. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's where you can find me regularly. I'm also right now covering uh, Extraordinary here on Poster Recast. Oh yeah, how's with, it going? It's it's so much fun. That that show is out of this world, crazy and wacky, and the, wor- the world itself is very fun. Um, you know, if you are if you are sensitive, uh, <laughs> it's probably not the show for you. <laughs> it does take it does take it's a lot of raunchy jokes, uh, yeah. but we were having a lot of fun over there so far. 
Uh, you can catch me and the wonderful Saucer Joseph covering that show here on Post Show Recaps. Uh, so that's where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at J-A-Y-R-1085. Marissa, give us your yeah. list of stuff. Oh, boy. Well, I am currently wrapping up coverage of National Treasure Edge of History with Jessica Sterling. Uh, that show is a show uh, <laughs> in the National Treasure universe. And, it's a show you can um, find on a television. It's a show you can watch and you can listen to us podcast. Justin and I have a lot of fun on the podcast. The show you will have to make your own decisions on. Oh but it's a good time. That is a ringing endorsement. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of like, uh, I don't know, show. I don't know. Show. Anywho, uh, you can catch that here on PSR. Also, I'm talking about you, the you, show. You're talking about me? Is it Jason Reacher? Yeah. I gotta listen to that. <laughs> I didn't realize y'all were doing that. I don't show. know I'm if you flattered. want this you to be the you show that we talk about <laughs> because it's a bit much. Um, but season four of You on Netflix is starting next week. So with Tanya Starks and I have been going through uh, all of the seasons before, seasons one, season two, season three, and gearing up for season four. And we have a lot planned for that. So you can catch that here on PSR. And then finally, I was invited to be in the new premiere show for uh, PSR, PSR PG, where we are role playing games um, in different show settings. So the one that I was part of was for Willow and that premieres on Saturday. Okay, so. I mean, so when is the This Is Us RPG? Oh my um, gosh! Oh my gosh! Let me tell Philly. Like, set that would in be the so world, fun. set in the world of flash forwards, flashbacks. Who would you play? Uh, who would you play? I mean, who who would I play? I would want to be Randall, but I feel like that everyone's going to be fighting over Randall. Um, maybe I'll, I'll be Toby. I want to be Toby. Oh, I'd be Tess. <laughs> you be Tess? <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> little you know troublemaker um at times all right that about does it for here uh anything else you want to say jason about this one we'll be back tomorrow with two more episodes covering two and three so if you can't wait till then i don't know what to do you can find us on the cobra kai podcast check that out yeah check out our back catalog yeah. uh as far as this show you'll we'll get double the fun tomorrow because we're covering two episodes in one podcast so <laughs> if you like this we're going to do double tomorrow <laughs> All right, until then, bye.